Eye on 2020, episode 227. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? It's me, Ray Eaton here, host of Ion 2020, bringing you just another Friday in the life of the 2020 election. Thanks for joining me again. And uh, t- man, I'm telling you what, I'm watching, I, I've been driving around and I got XM Sirius satellite radio in my car now so I can listen to like the, the Fox News and the MSNBCs out there, right? Just to get my perspective of what the two sides are saying. And it's interesting to watch it. But the reason why I've been doing it is just to, I want to see what the right and what the left are saying because you know msnbc they are all bash trump all day every day no matter what uh there's nothing that he can do even if he saved the entire world and uh and fed and fed all the hungry and uh, broke bread and was able to feed you know the five thousand with the fish in the whole nine yards even if that was the case they would still beat up on donald trump and the and the Republican or not Republicans, but uh, Fox News, he can go out and commit mass genocide, and uh, they would still defend him on that as well. So it's just a, it's interesting to watch the two on how they spin the entire impeachment the impeachment hearing from uh, Wednesday. And I was just sitting there listening to that throughout the day uh, today, and it was just uh, interesting to. Interesting to see how they spin it, man. It really is. Now, today, later on today, if you're listening in the morning, so I'm, this is a Friday episode, I release it at 5 a.m., so if you're listening in the morning, you'll know that there's going to be a, another impeachment hearing today. Obviously, if you're listening later on, then uh, it's already happened, so uh, I won't be able to comment on that, obviously, during this show, but the one from Wednesday was... Uh, if you listen to Fox News and if you listen to MSNBC, it's as if they were watching two completely separate events. It really is. You listen to MSNBC and they say bombshell testimony, uh, huge corruption, you know, bombshell testimony by somebody, and you know he was able to release one major bomb. Like there was one moment, is what it was, that he said. Whoever it was, I can't remember which which one of the two that were being questioned said it, but the they were asking him about the conversations that Trump was having with different people, and apparently he heard, or he was talking to one of his assistants, and that assistant overheard Donald Trump talking to somebody else on the phone being very concerned and more concerned about uh, the investigation of Joe Biden than he was concerned about Ukraine overall. And that was bombshell testimony. That was the most incriminating thing that happened on Wednesday. That's all they talked about. It was amazing. Like you could, I was listening to one thing on Fox News and they were talking about it. They were saying that they're trying to spin 
that the liberals are trying to the liberal media because you know how Fox News always talks about the liberal media. They're trying to spin this as a great turn of events for the impeachment trial. And, and if you listen to MSNBC, man, I'm telling you, it was a terrible thing that happened on Wednesday. And Donald Trump is going down in flames and Republicans are scurrying to try to figure out how to fix it. But then you listen to Fox News and they're dismissing the entire day like everybody on there is dismissing the entire day like that democrats are going to have to wrap it up now because there there was just nothing that happened there was no new news that came out of it it was all hearsay evidence it was all you know there was there was nothing that came out that's important and that the democrats are actually re- that democrats are re- regretting the fact that they even brought this thing to impeachment, that Nancy Pelosi was regretting it and that it was going to be something that she's going to try to stop at this point because there's nothing new that's coming out of this entire impeachment proceeding. So if you listen to Fox News and listen to MSNBC, two completely different stories of what you're seeing on how they're presenting it, how they're spinning it. CNN, same thing. They're spinning it on the same way of... of of the liberal press, right? They're spinning it as if Donald Trump is in danger of losing the presidency now that possibly this impeachment goes through and even the Senate will be convinced that he was guilty of, you know, trying to conspire to rig the 2020 election. And you listen to Fox News and it's just the complete opposite. And my take on it, because I talked to you about it yesterday, I did not really think... I didn't hear anything that was compelling, and I listened to almost the entire day worth of stuff. I mean, I was in and out of my car throughout the day, obviously, because I do sales, so I'll be out for a half hour, out for 45 minutes, out for 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, but I mean, a good portion of the day I spent in my car, and uh, I was had it on, I was just listening to all the testimonies that were going on, all the questioning that was going on. And I felt like the Democrats lost the day. I really do. I felt like they were just being petty with some of the questions that they were asking. I thought that they were overselling their hand is what it really was. And I think that the Democrats are. I think that they are overselling their hand. I don't think that they have anything on Donald Trump at all when it really comes down to it except for Secondhand knowledge, that's what it sounded like to me. From all the questions that I heard, it's just the way that it was... But maybe I'm biased, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a person that can't see through the mist. But I feel like I'm pretty unbiased. I'm not a defender of Donald Trump. On on nearly anything, I'm not a defender. I don't even... I didn't vote for the guy. I don't really follow the politics of Washington that much. And... To be honest with you, I can't stand the two-party system. And I can't stand the two parties. The only thing that I like, I, I think is okay about Donald Trump is that he was an outsider, I guess. And it kind of showed the system for what it is. And that's, you know, you're going to elect a guy that's a, a reality TV star to be president who probably didn't even really want to be president in the first place. He was probably doing it so he could sell a book. Or so he can start up, and I heard it was like so he could start up a Trump TV network or something like that, which would be like a really far-right conservative network. 
and then he just happened to take off and you know once he rose to the top of the poles he never came down and that's probably what he was thinking in his mind when he started but then he was like you know what go ahead and make it happen to him it was probably a business transaction and it's just absolutely hilarious that somebody like that can become president of the united states through talking about what he did which is trade with china the mexican border you know immigration and some fiscal conservative ideas i guess of but he ne- he never really focused on fiscal conservative ideas he wasn't talking about cutting medicare cutting social security or addressing the fiscal issues that america needs to address in order to not or to in order to reel in the national debt like he wasn't talking about that stuff he was talking about bringing back jobs from china cuz they're leaving he was talking about you know bringing back jobs to the rust belt bringing back manufacturing jobs getting the economy going closing off the mexican border building the wall ending trade with china or renegotiating trades with china with china and other countries on a very face value he mentioned that he wasn't like here he was against the foreign interventions overseas that we should bring in the troops home things like that like those are things that he was talking about and he ended up winning because of so to me i just thought i just think it exposes the system that these politicians are not speaking the language of what americans generally want now the two parties divide are so divided have so divided the country and they've successfully done that that you either have to choose one side or the other and a lot of people aren't enjoying that either that's why the third parties were able to get quite a few votes in that last election as well because they did not like the idea of this division this divisiveness that everything the democrats do is wrong and everything the republicans do is right or vice versa that they talk about they just don't people don't like that a lot of people are sick and tired of it i know i am so i'm not a defender of donald trump but when i listen to that the everything that was being talked about on wednesday when i listen to that testimony i just feel like the democrats are trying to go after donald trump they've been trying to do since the day that he got elected they've been trying to get him out of office they've been trying they've been pushing for impeachment they've been pushing for something to discredit his name that's what they've been doing from the very beginning. This is just one more one more crying of wolf, like cry of wolf pretty much. It's them crying wolf one more time. That's it. It's them they went after they were saying that he was in cahoots with Russia. That he was you know having Russia that Russia won the election for him. That all this you know that he was having these ties to Russia. When it was Hillary Clinton had just as much ties to Russia, if anything, than Donald Trump would have had. Somehow, like those two, were trying to play something. You know, that's what I feel. But it's probably not the case. I don't know. But they couldn't be convinced on that. They did this huge Russia investigation. They did this whole thing, and nothing came out of that. The whole um. The whole thing, that the whole report that was released, the Mueller report that was released, like that's been dropped now. Nobody's talking about the Mueller report because they couldn't get any traction with that because there was nothing there. 
That's been dropped. There's nobody, you don't hear anything in the news about the Mueller report. As soon as they started talking about Trump having this conversation with the Ukrainian president, as soon as that happened, Mueller's dropped. Boom, done. No more conversation about that. It's not in the news. Crickets. So they failed with that one, and then they move on to this, and I, I just think that they're failing with this one too. And I'm not taking the Fox News' side. I'm not taking MSNBC's side. I was speaking from my own perspective by listening to that. I wasn't sitting there listening to a bunch of talking heads afterwards to see what they said before I recorded. I took took it from what I heard, and then I talked to you guys about that. And then today is when I was listening to all the talking heads. And it was just funny that we're listening to two completely separate stories. It seems like to me, it's like two completely different events. One, if, if it was the Democrats, they're describing an apple. And the Republicans, they're describing, a, or Fox News, Democrats, when I say Democrats, MSNBC, they're describing a, Apple and Fox News. They're describing a, a car, like totally separate events, it sounds like to me. So, this is what I kind of wanted to talk about today, though, outside of just the impeachment hearing. How is this going to affect the Democrats moving forward with their election, trying to get the presidency? First of all, if they send it to the, send it to the Senate, they do the impeachment, they send it to the Senate, they have to have a trial. The Republicans are already talking about dragging out the trial as long as they possibly can. So let's say by Christmas they do the impeachment. And it would be just like the House of Representatives to do a impeachment on like Christmas Eve or something because they always pull crazy stuff on Christmas Eve. That's just how, not Democrats, I'm sure Republicans do it too. But that's what they do. They try to do things underhandedly, right? So let's say they get it done by Christmas where they do a vote by Christmas. Or let's, even in the beginning of December, let's say they do that. Then the it gets sent to the Senate. They have to do a trial by law. Like the Republicans in the Senate, Mitch McConnell cannot just not bring it to the floor. That He has to bring it to the floor of the Senate. They have to do a trial. So let's say he sets the trial for middle of January. Let's get back from Christmas. We have a Christmas break until the 10th of January. We're going to do the trial, but he's going to set aside a certain amount of time for the trial every single day. If that's the case, if that's what he ends up doing... He can keep that trial going. Let's say he tries to keep it going through the end of February, early March. You have plenty of senators that are running for Congress or for for president right now. You do. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, two of the front runners, right? Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar. There's several of them. There's several more. I think there's six or seven that are running for president that are senators right now. And I think that's why the other people, are these new people are getting in. I think that's why you see the former governor of uh, Massachusetts that I talked about yesterday, he's getting in. You see Michael Bloomberg getting in. You see, you know, I'm sure that Pete Buttigieg is getting really excited right now because he's a mayor. He doesn't have to go for it. But these other senators, they're going to have to sit through that trial by law. Like, they have to go there and stay there for six days a week. 
through the trial. Get takes them off the campaign trail. They can't do what they've been meaning to do. They're going to have to try to get as many media appearances before and after as they can during breaks, so forth, so they can get their names on TV. But they're not going to be able to go to Iowa and knock on doors. They're not going to go to do events. They're not going to be able to do things in New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada that they have to do in order to win. So it's going to affect them big time. And I know the Democrats are worried about that, number one. So how is it going to affect them? Well, it's going to affect their primary overall. So that's probably not going to be good for them, especially the ones that are front runners right now. It might be good for Joe Biden. It might be good for Buttigieg. It might be good for some of these newcomers as well. It might be good for some of the weaker candidates that are not senators, right? So that'll be interesting to see how it affects them. But also, how is it going to affect... How is, how is it going to end up affecting the Democrats in the summer, whenever they do nominate their candidate, right? How is it going to affect those Democrats then? Is it going to help Donald Trump or is it going to hurt Donald Trump? As of right now, if Americans see that this is just petty BS that the Democrats are doing, it's going to help him. It's going to let them see in their mind, like they're going to think to themselves, this is just petty stuff. This is just them, the Democrats being petty and going after Donald Trump, who's the president, and they're going to end up looking to defend the president. Like People want to defend the underdog, and if they feel like someone's being bullied and beat up, they're going to try to defend him. So it has to be spun in a better way in order for the Democrats to be able to get anything out of this. But um, I think if it keeps on going the way it did on Wednesday, and if today's testimonies are going to be, you know, as weak as Wednesday's testimonies going forward, I think that it's just going to, if there's not a big bombshell in the next, you know, in the testimonies that are coming up, I just don't think it's going to hurt Donald Trump at all. I think that the Democrats are, I I literally feel like it right now. And maybe there's going to be a bombshell. Maybe they're going to figure out a way to get somebody up there that, you know, was in on that call with Donald Trump and was in on the entire scheme. I don't know if there was a scheme in the first place. Who knows? But I think it, from my perspective that I see right now, it really comes down to, did Donald Trump have intent? Was that conversation that he had, was there the feeling that, from, from his standpoint, was he saying to the president of, uh, of Ukraine, if you don't do the investigation, I'm not giving you money. And if the president of Ukraine felt the same way, I don't see it that way right now. I don't see that whole quid pro quo idea. So, uh, but anyway, I'm going to stay off that subject. The main thing I wanted to focus on today is how is it going to affect the Democrats trying to win election? Um, the good thing is to be honest with you is I think that it allows the American people. I think it allows Americans in general who are paying half a bit, even a little bit of attention to it, to see just how scummy politicians are, how scummy politics is, and how our system, this two-party system, is broken. Because if you are going to be in the situation where anytime a president does anything, the party that's in charge of Congress can go ahead and do these impeachment hearings 
for very petty stuff, then yes, it'll kind of hurt the two-party system. It'll hurt the presidency. It'll hurt the country in general. And it lets the libertarians and other people that are, you know, more independent-minded see see it for what it is. And it's just, um, you know, it's it's a it's a broken system. And maybe we can get in there and say, hey, let's take some power away from the federal government. Let's not allow the federal government to do things overseas like they're doing. Let's get the federal government out of all these foreign entanglements, these foreign interventions everywhere, these, you know, these ties that we have to countries like Ukraine where we're giving them foreign aid in the first place. Let's pull back in that front there. And then maybe we can start getting people to realize that the only reason why we have this conversation in the first place is because we're able to give money to a foreign government to defend them, to supposedly defend themselves or some military aid package. Like, if we weren't doing that, they would, this conversation wouldn't be had. We wouldn't have a president that can hold something over another foreign country in order to get what they want. Yeah, that's the problem, is that the government's too big. It's doing too much, and it leads to corruption. It absolutely does. I wouldn't be surprised if there was corruption going on. I really wouldn't. I don't see it right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the case. I'm sure George Bush did it. I'm sure Bill Clinton did it. I'm sure Barack Obama did it, and I'm positive in some way that Donald Trump's hands aren't clean either, but I just don't see it right now. So anyway, and I'm sure the American people are starting to realize that that this is just a farce. Also that the system is broken, and that's what we should be talking about the most, is the system. The reason why we have that money in the first place. If we could get people to think about limited government overseas, maybe we could get people to think about limited government over home, or at home also. That would be great, right? So any guys, I appreciate you guys listening. Happy Friday to you. Have a fantastic weekend, okay? Uh, first time listener, go ahead and subscribe to the show. That's the best way to hear the show tomorrow. Uh, if you've been listening for a while, I always appreciate a five-star rating and review. That's helpful, especially in the face of the you know the trials that I've been having with talking bad about other politicians that are Democrats and Republicans, and then I get a one-star rating or a one-star review or whatever because of that. Uh, it's always helpful that you guys, who are the loyal followers, give me that five-star rating uh, because we're, I'm speaking your love language, which is liberty. And uh, so I appreciate you c- continue to support the show as well. Uh, Empire.com if you want to check out the website. That's where I check, put some news and some different things that I find over there. Uh, I Am The Empire is also on Facebook and on Twitter. And then Ray at I Am The Empire if you want to, com if you want to go ahead and uh, email me. All right? So come on back tomorrow, or not tomorrow, sorry. Come on back Monday, and then you'll have clear vision for 2020. <laughs>